Well, as I said, we, we uh, had a mission trip, and so I'm going to ask uh, students to come on up here. And I'm not exactly sure who's coming up, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to fill all 10 of these stools around me. Uh, we had 22 students go, and uh, just pick a spot, any spot here. There you go. And uh, we got one more. All right, this is not exactly the same configuration we had at the first service, but that's even better because that means uh, we have more uh, people participating. Uh, and here's a mic for your side and a mic for your side. Uh, and uh, we, uh, we left Sunday. Uh, about, we gathered here about 5 o'clock, and we went to this. Uh, Christ for the City International has a new kind of mission dorm for, for Urban Plunge. That's uh, not, not brand new, but they recently acquired it near um, 90th and Blair High Road. And so we went there, and we got settled in. And uh, before we get into talking about the regular questions of the trip, uh, I would like to start by talking about Monday morning. Monday morning, we drove to a little farm near Oakland, Iowa. It took us about an hour to get there. What can you all, just anybody share, a few of you share about what did we, what did we do? What was, uh, uh, tell, they don't know anything about what happened there. Where did we go and what did we do? Okay, so... We arrived at this small, pretty small farm out in Oakland, Iowa, which is about an hour away. And we didn't really know what to expect. It was a regular sized house. And then this older man came out and he was explaining to us how he started this Santa's workshop, which is basically, basically where he acquires a bunch of toys that are donations or organizations will give them to them. And he will actually go over to like hospitals or just hand them out to any kids over the Christmas time. And so, we thought like, okay, we're just gonna be doing some regular inside work. Well, actually, then he told us that we were going to be pulling weeds out of a potato patch. So, there well, were there were a few weeds. I would say thousands. Yeah. So, basically, we just got we said okay. We put on all of our gloves and we all just went out there for about four hours with a lunch break in the brutally hot sun, and we just went out there and it was pretty it was a pretty cool experience just seeing how although it was hard work we knew that we were doing good for everyone yeah who else wants to share about uh monday morning go ahead kenny all right so oh by the way i forgot to say it first time uh it, when you first talk tell us your name and what grade you're going into i'm sarah and i'm gonna be a junior okay i'm kenny i'll be a sophomore and then when we so when we were picking weeds, uh, there's a bunch of people doing that, and then I was throwing dirt at people, <laughs> and then, yeah, and people also plant tomato plants, and then after, he has like this, almost looks like an ambulance or food truck, but he has like water and PVC pipes rigged up to it, so we, like, we got to go in the water after, and that was yeah. fun. Anything else from, from Monday morning? Um, well, I'm Kate, and I'm going to be in eighth grade. And it was kind of hard telling the weeds apart from the potatoes, but you could just tell because the weeds, like some of the weeds had different like tops and they were taller than the other potatoes, yeah. but some people pulled the potatoes <laughs> and just left them on the floor for others yeah. to pick up. Um, another thing I noticed that the man that was like running the organization, he 
oh, I'm sorry, I'm Katie and I'm going into eighth grade. Um, he was also out there like doing the work with us. He wasn't just sitting back and watching us do it. He was out there with us, like sweating with us and making sure we were all like having a good time but still working hard. And th I thought that was cool that he was also sacrificing his time to be with us. I remember too, he said these potatoes are gonna go to a, a few different places uh, and then some of them will also go to the food bank in Omaha. And I said, you know, that means we're probably going to get some of those potatoes in our pantry right here in this building. And he said, hey, if you ever want to send a team down at harvest time to get potatoes, you can do that too. You would do that? All right. Okay, so the, so the weeds kind of, you know, they, they re we started out the week with really some, some really demanding labor and uh, I was feeling it then the rest of the week I don't know about the you all but uh, so what I'd like to do is, is have a question where we just kind of pass the mics down and everybody has a chance to share um, but first of all why did you go on this mission trip what what sort of said okay I think I'm gonna do this um, and, um, and again, if you haven't talked yet, if you haven't, share, share your, start with sharing your name and your, what grade you're going into. But uh, let's start. Sophie, would you want to start us? And then uh, we'll go on. I'm Sophie, and I'm going into 10th grade. I wanted to go on this mission trip to make a difference and do something good than just sitting at home all summer. I wanted to do something that would make a difference in our yeah. community. Yeah, and let's go this side now. Okay. Um, my name's Elise. I'm going to be a freshman. And I went on the mission trip because this was my third one, and I love working with people and uh, getting closer to the people I'm going on the mission trip with and uh, working together, serving God with other people and um, just doing what God put us here to do. Okay. I'm Hannah, and I'll be a sophomore, and I went on this mission trip to see what God did in our community and how he's working to make it better. Mm -hmm. My name is Brooks and I'm going to, into seventh grade. I went on the mission trip because first of all it was my first time and I wanted to learn what a mission trip was and second of all I just wanted to be around other people because my summer was pretty boring already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to help the city of Omaha. Okay, and let's pass the mic down here. I want to save Rachel for last here. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so like I said before, my name's Katie and I'm going into eighth grade. And the reason I went on this mission trip is because like most of the people that are up here, I've never really experienced like as much hardship as the people we'd helped or lived in those conditions. Like I would say I lived a very sheltered and good life in my home, and I all, I've never been hungry or needed food or support from my family, where this really opened my eyes to how, even in our own community, just like two blocks away, there's always need and that we can always make a difference. Yeah, um, I also went just because it was my first time, and I didn't really, well, I wanted to see what it was without like having to go too far. and. So I just decided that Omaha would be a good place since we're always here. Okay. Um, I just like, I don't know, just went because like we're in our backyard and I wanted to see what we could do. Mm -hmm. 
Well, when my mom asked me if I wanted to go, I was kind of hesitant at first, even though later I found out that she had already signed me up before asking me. <laughs> but then I thought about it, and last year I went to Costa Rica, and so I kind of wanted to see what the difference could make between a couple thousand miles versus 30-minute drive, and it's actually a crazy difference just seeing like how close it is, how close you can help. Yeah. Um, this was my fourth mission trip, and I mainly wanted to go back on the Omaha one because that was my first one, and I really enjoyed that. But also, it's cool helping out your own community, and like, I like helping out our community, and then going to other places and seeing where we can help there too, yeah. and how it's all related. And, and I, I want to save Rachel for last because um, this is her sixth student mission trip. Isn't that great? And uh, so uh, I, I'm interested in your unique perspective. What was, what was different about this trip compared to the previous five you've been on? How does this one stand out to you? Um, well, first of all, I'll be a senior this year. Um, and this trip was just different because uh, it was definitely the most physically like taxing trip I've ever been on. We were out in the sun and in the heat the entire time and doing lots of uh, labor. So it was just something that like physically drained you. Um, but also I went to Omaha three years ago and it was crazy being able to see the same organizations and just uh, like the strides they had made since then and like the good that they continue to do in the community of Omaha. Okay. Great. And then uh, I would like for each of you to share, too, if you would, uh, what was one of the ministry sites that, that really maybe was a highlight for you or something stood out to you there? Um, and you, we can kind of uh, tell people about the different places we went from the things that kind of stood out to you uh, wherever we were. So uh, who wants to? Kenny, you got the mic, so let's um. go ahead. My favorite's probably Abide because um, like it's cool how they do block parties, and then also three years, yeah, three years ago on the Omaha one, they had this big board of like red dots where like murders or homicides the were. The murder map, yeah. Yeah, but then like seeing it now, um, three years later, it's so much smaller, which is cool, and you can see like how much they're helping change, like parts of like where people always think are bad. They're making them some of the uh, better neighborhoods in Omaha. Yeah, that was powerful. Okay, um, so I think I wasn't sure if it was the second or third day. Anyways, on one of those days, we went to the Open Door Mission, and while we were sorting the clothes for the children, I realized how much. Oh, how much we're improving the, or how much we're helping the people of Omaha and how much better we're making the community. Yeah, we, uh, we helped in, uh, in the Timberlake Center, which is kind of a thrift shop, which is part of Open Door Mission, and it's called the Timberlake uh, Center, right? And uh, so uh, Jonah Timberlake was a member of our team, and it was named after his grandfather, who previously had been a director at the Open Door Mission. So it was kind of cool to uh, have a family connection there. So go ahead. Good. Um, Who's next? I can't remember. Okay. He, okay. Um, I like Scatterjoy Acres because he was like 
animals there. So. Can, can you, a lot of people here don't even know what Scattered Joy Acres. Can you describe it a little bit for us? Oh, uh, yeah. They, like, adopted, abused, and neglected animals and took better care of them. And what will they do with those animals? What will, um, they've got a, uh, what do they, do you remember? Uh, they take, like, the animals to kids who have disabilities and, like, um, or just special needs people or, like, nursing homes. They took a tortoise there because, like, a lot of old people haven't seen that in their life. And so, basically, they just use, um, like, the neglected animals as a, I don't know, like a... What's the word? Kind of a therapy animal that. or something like that. Yes. Yeah. They've got a petting zoo. What kind of animals did we did they have there, uh, Con Con Connor? Um, they had like camels and goats and puppies. Yeah. All right. And I would just like to add, they have six adorable yellow lab puppies. Eight. If anyone is interested, they are very very cute. Like oh seven. Sorry. Were there seven of them? Yeah. There were six, wow. there were six of yeah. Okay, so so um, who's next? Y yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, actually, my favorite was also Scattered Joy Acres, not only because of the animals, but because I got to help take down um, a fence, and it was really hard work, but Steve got to help me with that, and it was cool to just get close to um, Steve because, you know, getting close to I, I taught, was fun. I, I taught Elise and a few others how to take out nails with the claw of a hammer. And uh, they weren't, uh, it was a new uh, training there for some of them, so. It yeah. was very hot and very hard, and, but we did it and it was fun, yeah. kinda. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the Sienna Francis house and we went there on our first day because it was, we, when we did devotions and wrap-ups uh, back at CFCI's campus, we talked about the word stereotypes. And we talked about how most of the people we've seen are beating the stereotypes. Like in North Omaha, they are beating the stereotypes of being like bad people and gangs and drugs. Everyone we talked to was polite and always helpful. And at the Sienna Francis home, everyone was trying to get back on our feet. One man we had talked to, they had, or he had a dog, and he had bought, just recently bought himself a new van. And he was so proud of his new van because he had worked for it. It was an old beat-up new van, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a very, very well-loved old van. Mm -hmm. And so he, w he was trying. And there was also a man I talked to named Maydwin. And he w had immigrated from South Sudan in 2005. And he, his, he got in a marriage, but it didn't really end well. And so now he's on the streets, but he's trying to get back to his wife and family as much as possible. You know, I, go ahead. I just thought it was really cool about beating the stereotypes. You know, that's, I'm glad you brought up stereotypes, uh, Katie. Because um, we talked about that some uh, over the week. Who else has something to share about, about how you reflected on stereotypes and what were your thoughts and experiences? Anybody else? She covered it pretty well. Okay. All right. Um, go um, ahead, Kate. So I enjoyed the mission church that we went to because it was like a pretty new church and they had so many goals that they wanted to like achieve. 
and we were helping sort clothes for kids or women or men who needed them and they were going to have a block party I think where they would give away backpacks and those clothes and everything so we were just helping fold and their goal was like 15 churches in five years which is crazy but they have really high set goals and hopefully they can achieve them yeah yeah thanks uh, my favorite part was at the Sienna Francis house and uh, along with Katie we were talking to this guy in the van with his dog and he was just talking about how much he got beat down but he still stuck with his faith and he told us um, like if God has this path for me I'm still going to follow him and still follow my faith with him and that was just really powerful because um, there's times in my life that I haven't like don't know where I stand with God or um, don't know what path to follow but he was so committed to God and it was just really powerful and he actually used to preach but he doesn't anymore Okay. Um, my favorite ministry was actually the mission church, but for a different reason. The guy that had started the church was, he grew up in North Omaha, and he was, like, in that scene, obviously. He was part of a gang, I think. And he ended up going to jail for about seven or eight years. And then during that time, he found God. And so he, then he started a church. And I think it was cool just to see how some people can make a complete 180 in their life and, like, you never have to give up hope, and there's always like a chance that someone can turn around their lives. So I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. I like the Sienna Francis house because you got to see people that were different than you and who had less than you, but they still they had the best of what they had and what they didn't have. Mm -hmm. What were some of the other places that we went to? Uh, go ahead. Um, yeah, my favorite organization that we went to was uh, a community garden that was located in like the middle of a food desert in North Omaha, which means that they were like, I think it's like a two, three mile radius away from like uh, a grocery store being able to get like fresh produce. Um, and just being able to see everyone from the community that really cared so much about that, I think was really inspiring. And then I was working with a lady named Linda. Uh, she will be a junior at Omaha North. Um, and she was kind of like telling us like what we needed to do. And she just had such hard work and so much care for her community, I think it really pushed all of us to really want to help transform their garden. Um, you know, we did a lot of things. We, we did a lot of work. And like Rachel said, it was, it was a pretty, you know, some good hard labor that we did. And, uh, but there are also some times that were just sort of, you know, crazy or fun or, or uh, just kind of, you know, times that also we're going to remember that, that weren't a part just of the, of the work that we did. So who, who wants, and you don't all have to share, you don't have to go in a row, but I just thought maybe you'd like to share about some of those things that were a part of the week that stood out to you. Um, I thought it was really fun when we were weeding at Santa's workshop, uh, throwing dirt from the weeds. And then also... At that dirt throwing was... That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then at Scarja Acres, um... I was on the riding lawnmower, and I let go of the clutch too fast, and I popped a wheelie. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. So on Wednesday night, us high schoolers ended up getting kidnapped by some of our, um, like, adult leaders. And we ended up going into air conditioning and got some high V Chinese food while the middle schoolers had to work. <laughs> and so I think the 
funniest and craziest moment was probably when we came back to the dorms that night. We walked into Devotion and all the middle schoolers just gave us a look I'm never going to forget. <laughs> it was just like disgust. They were so mad at us, but that was probably my favorite. It was yeah. just so funny. <laughs> yeah, so going along with Sarah's thing, they all left and we're just standing there at this new place like, um, what? And the lady had us do probably the hardest work I've ever done in my life. We were loading pieces of plywood into a trailer bed. It was lots of fun. But one thing we all learned was us, us middle schoolers, like we got a plan together and we all worked together as a team. We didn't need the adult leader's help. We just kind of figured it out on our own and we did it like with class. We weren't super mad and we just got over the fact of like, there are no high schoolers here. We need to step it up and be leaders. And we did and it was really cool to see like us all come together as a team. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember which night it was. I think it was Tuesday night. We were so hungry. We did not eat lunch from, since like noon, and it was like seven. And all the leaders were out getting us like fried chicken from Family Fair. And we have this door, we had the doorbell on the front door of the dorm. So whenever someone opened it, it like went off. And like my room was just like in our beds, like talking on the top bunk. And when we heard that, we jumped off of our beds and <laughs> ran into the kitchen. We were so hungry and ready to eat. It was just, <laughs> and I spilled the checks mix that was on my bed. <laughs> but it was just funny because we were so hungry and just jumped right off. Who else has something? I have two stories, actually. So me and Katie, uh, or like everyone ate at this um, gas station, uh, like Joe's barbecue shop thing at Kansas City. And everyone in our room had the same like pulled pork sandwiches and we all got sick from it. And me and Katie were in the bathrooms like that whole night throwing up. And we got to bunk with uh, Polly. Yeah, in the bathroom, so that was fun. <laughs> and my second story was um, Chris's van. We jammed out every time we were in there. Like, it was all the way up to 20, and we were all popping in the back seat. But, <laughs> but um, um, me and Kenny and Kate liked country, and we'd always try to play country as much as we can. And there was this one song that came on, and it was Country Fry, and the verse was... It's funny how um, it's the little things in life that mean the most, not where you live, not what you drive, or the price tag on your clothes. Uh, there's no dollar sign on a piece of mine, and that's what I've come to know. And we were talking about that because um, that was like the whole mission trip in one verse. Like it was crazy how like just one song, the verse could like complete our whole mission trip, like sum it up. So that was cool. Okay, I also kind of have two. One being those car rides were, we were yelling the entire time to every song. And let me tell you, it was a three hour drive to Kansas City and back. And um, yeah, Chris didn't complain one time. Thank you for that. But um, we, yeah, we got to listen to any song. And another thing, our inside jokes. And one of them being, I still think Chris is a Russian spy <laughs> because he is a fourth degree black belt. He went to Russia. 
four languages? <laughs> that. He's in the Special Forces, and he lived in Russia. <laughs> So, he's, so, so he's been to Russia three times, so it was pretty well confirmed. Isn't that right? And the satellite thing. On our prayer walk, there was this giant satellite that was making noise. And I don't know if it was Chris or someone else, but he, they, yeah, he said that he uses that to talk to the Russians. He said it. Okay. Go ahead, Wait. Brooks. And um, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was like half the first day and half the second day. I was sick, and I threw up about six times. It was the worst. Yeah, they, it anyways, was from the heat, right? We think the Russian spy poisoned us. <laughs> I mean, me. So, <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, the, the heat we did have to watch out for, and staying hydrated was, Polly was, uh, intent on that, wasn't she? I mean, making sure we were drinking enough because it was hard to keep up. And Rachel. Then, okay. And then some nights we had like free time, so we would like be playing cards. So some people were like playing spoons. That's a popular competitive game. And then I would play pitch with Kenny and Chase and then Pastor Steve. And can I just say it's really weird to trash talk your pastor, um, but I'm really competitive. So, and then he beat me twice and I was not very happy about that. <laughs> It's while we were at Kansas City, when you we were going on all the rides, after you were done, Chris thought they were all lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the Patriot was lame, the Mambo was lame. People asked him what it, if the ride was fun, he's like, it's lame. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about, and we can pass the mics for this one, but uh, what what was a highlight for you in the way that it, you know, something you're going to take with you, something that's really going to stick with you, um, you know, that, that, that was, you know, is the way God is changing you, and you kind of thought, okay, I got it. What, what would you like to say? Go ahead. So I remember at Abide, I asked um, one of the lighthouse leaders, I was like, okay, like, do you have a full-time job? And she was like, yes, I do. Like, you don't have to be totally 100% give your life to this one organization. So I think it was cool to just see, like, volunteering isn't, does not have to be your entire life. You can do, you can have a full-time job and still live in a lighthouse. You can volunteer after work, before work, whatever. Like, it's not a total 100% commitment. Yeah. So, like, there's always time to do it. Can, and a lot of people don't know what a lighthouse is. Will you maybe describe that for them a little bit? So basically Abide, what they do is I think they have about like 50, 50 houses in each like block or neighborhood. And they have a, couple, a younger couple um, basically live there and like clean up the entire place, whether it's cleaning up relationships or actually like um, physically cleaning up the place. But those people also have full-time jobs. It's not just their one like mission is that Abide. So I think that... It's cool to see that you can do two things at once, and you ha you can have yeah. normal life and also volunteer. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. Like at the community garden, uh, there's this barber shop, and then on the back side there's a garden. On the and on one side of the barber shop there's a uh, like mural of the civil rights movement. Then in the barber shop, like they have bulletproof glass, and there's bullets in there. And then on the uh, other side there's a garden, 
and it shows how it like used to be separated and then the community came together and they're helping it grow. And then also at like Sienna Francis and like Open Door Mission, it uh, really helps you see like how lucky, lucky, lucky we are and um, how like grateful we should be for all the small things. Um, I was like moved by all the stereotypes again because there were so many in North Omaha and we just got to like not really meet people but just go up and have like a small conversation with them about a sports camp that was going on at a bide and it was just nice to like see that the people aren't like all in gangs and violence and stuff they're nice and just like us they just live in a different place so that was one thing we did um, we went door to door uh, and you did different groups four different groups and handed out these leaflets for that sports camp that the bridge church was having and yes um, I kind of agree with her like stereotypes aren't real Um, something that I will always remember is that when we were at the Sienna Francis house, um, I don't know if you talked about the guy in the minivan, I forgot, but um, he, we asked to pray for him, and when we did, we were all just in a circle, we held hands and we prayed for his life and uh, everything that happened to him, and after that, he just started crying, and I think it brought a tear to my eye, because he saw hope in his life because of what we were doing. Mm -hmm. And it was really moving, and like I think we were all just touched by it, so yeah. Um, Brooks, not to skip you, but could you pass the mic to Rachel, because this was kind of like a dual thing that I'm talking about. When we were praying at um, our last stop at the Lewis and Clark like Park, um, Rachel came up with the analogy of weeds and how in North Omaha kind of all you hear about are the weeds, the gangs and the just the bad stuff, the gangs, the drugs, the violence. But then once you go in there and pull the weeds, like you'll see like it's starting to become a beautiful garden. And I kind of added on of like once you look past the weeds, like in the news, all you really hear about in North Omaha is the bad. Once you look past the bad and once you go in there, you'll realize how much good there actually is. And like Rachel, feel free to add on. No, yeah, I think just like there is so much like bad that happens and like, it's important to like get rid of everything. And that's like what we got to do in like the community and just being able to see all these different organizations and like their love and what they have just to be able to change the city uh, and make like God's love shine is just amazing. So I feel like, just in general, it was really touching to to um, engage with other people and really learn how to help, well, help the community. And I think on later mission trips that we can also bring a smile to other other people's faces in different places. Like, no matter where you are, um, we can still help people mm -hmm. in any community. Yeah. Um, I learned that um, 
a lot of us take stuff for granted. Um, I myself was thinking how much I take my home, my food, my clothes, a shower for granted when there's people that at the Santa Francis house, they were so happy when they just got watermelon. It was crazy to see how much stuff impacts our life and how much we go to the store and be like, oh yeah, we can get this, we can get this, and we can get this. But they need that stuff. One thing that I'll always remember is that at the Sienna Francis house, I sat down with, in his, with someone, his name was James, and he told us that we shouldn't be in that part of the town because it was where all the bad people were and it was dangerous for us. But I told him that we're, that's why we're here. We're supposed to make a difference in the community. We want to be here. Yeah. Anything more you want to add, Rachel? Um, I think what I loved a lot about this week is being able to see all like the middle schoolers grow and just being willing to like be bold in their faith or pray for somebody or step outside of their comfort zone and just being able to like see them in like devotions and debriefs just like have like these like wonderful insights was just really inspiring. Okay. Uh, you want to pass the mics back to me and uh, thank you all for, for sharing with us today. And, and I know we're going to be a little pressed for time, but I'm going to ask uh, Trish and Chris to come on up. Uh, Trisha is, is my wife, and, and Chris Robinson is the Russian spy that, that uh, went with us. So uh, uh, anyway, but I would just like for you to share briefly here about, you know, kind of your impressions of and uh, reactions to the, to the week we've had. Well, this week proved to me there is an old saying that when the, tough get, uh, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. These kids prove the tough get going. Yeah, they worked hard, didn't they? They worked very hard, especially in that heat. Yeah. Uh, and Chris said this earlier or in the first service, and, and I really agreed that my favorite part of doing a, a mission trip is getting to know the people I'm with. And, um, you know, you just get to, I mean, you know, I'm there with them every Wednesday night, and some of them I get to hang out with some, but some of them I don't get to hang out with. So just to be around them, get to know them. I mean, you know, we had a lot of fun. Sometimes things got tense. You know, we got a little grumpy. Uh, we were so hot, so dirty, uh, hungry, you know, sometimes. But that's just life, right? That's, that's doing life together and um, so just getting to hang out you know with with the students and the other leaders was just great I yeah. loved it okay I'd like to share with you something Steve asked what was your treat this week in my bus I'd like to ask them to come up here please
<laughs> okay. No, that's all right. No, no. We're, I think we're good for now because. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just also want to say how thankful I am. Polly Pierce uh, got sick this weekend. And so we were kind of in touch yesterday. She, uh, and then this morning as well. And she's. Really sad to not be able to join us this morning, but I'm really uh, thankful to all of you students. And maybe the highlight for me was getting to see not only how you worked, but as we reflected on it in devotion times and other times and when we prayed together, I could really tell that, that so many of you were able to, to express why you were doing this and why it was important in terms of being a disciple of Jesus. And, and those of you who are able to articulate it well, we're, we're helping pass it on to those who are just kind of learning how to do that. And uh, I think, you know, our church is about help, you know, becoming deep, daring, daily disciples. And I look at you, I go, it's happening. You are becoming deep, daring, daily disciples. And that just, you know, brings joy to my heart.